We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Yeah, I just went out there and did what Swaggy P do. <laughs> Teammates played great, and we um, came out with the victory, you know? I'm just trying to really get my, my NBA 2K rating up. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. It's Friday, October 4th, 2019, and we are back with Three Amigos. It's 2.0. I'm Alex Berutha. Next to me is Shannon McEwen, and on the line, as always, is Ken K-Train Kreitz. <laughs> that was excellent. Thank you. Um, the podcast is available. <laughs> the podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and RotoWire.com. We would appreciate a nice review. So uh, we're back. There's been preseason basketball. Um, some news that we need to talk about. The the general topic of the show will be sleepers which i know has been covered before but they're really as draft season moves on um certain sleepers get unslept on they become awake they've awakened they've awakened yeah. and creates new sleepers or they've um, slept around maybe they've, they've slept, slept around <laughs> i don't want to accuse anybody um 
So last night, the Rockets beat the Clippers 109-96 in Hawaii. James Harden uh, dropped 37, 7, and 7. He broke out that one-legged sidestep three-pointer that has just been on Twitter for at least three months straight. It's a continuous um, roll. It's just a continuous looping shot of him taking that thing to the corner off of one leg. Right. I actually think that's all he's been doing all summer. Um, <laughs> Next summer, no-legged three-pointer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think, I think. think what I want to know is why is he playing? He played 21 minutes when he's gotta, in China. He's got to earn that starting position. <laughs> Yeah, Dan Tony, nothing. Nothing's nothing handed to you guys this year. Everyone's got to earn it. Uh, you know, we signed Ben McLemore. You better watch your back, James Hargan. Maybe that's why he took the one-legged. Like, his other leg was bleeding just from playing too much. And he's like, ah, oh, <laughs> Jesus, is killing me. Uh, Team high. Team high in minutes in that Hawaii game. I'm not sure about this Harden guy. I want to see a little more work out of him. There was no Westbrook in this game. Uh, he had a minor off-season knee procedure. Uh, obviously, he's not, he's not going to play. New, I, new hairstyle, too. Is the, is Ooh, the, it's I not, not cornrows. I mean, it's basically cornrows, yeah, right? Basically. Yeah. It's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking you guys, of I mean, styles, I'm already taking us on a tangent. You see Jalen Brown? Doesn't have the flat top anymore. What Went did he do with clean. it? He just, just clean. removed it. Just kind of clean. He's not Jordan shaved. It's not tightly shaved, oh. but it's... Well, Somewhat as, as we'll discuss later, Jalen Brown means business this year. Well, contract year, it, he should. He claims he doesn't claims it doesn't affect him. Really, I'm sure his <laughs> agent's not chirping in his ear every 30 minutes. This is your contract year. Get in the starting lineup. Start mouthing uh, Gordon Hayward. Sorry, do you. Ahead. That's that's okay. Uh, you know, it's the first podcast of the year. We really just have free reign to be as bad as we want. Um, <laughs> do you, do either of you guys have concern about the Westbrook Hargan dynamic for fantasy for either player? No, I I do not. I I think a slight reduction in overall stats for each of them. Um, you know, I don't expect Harden to average fifty eight hundred points per game this year like he did last. Uh, but each of them is still going to be dominant. Like I, I still have Harden ranked number one for fantasy yeah. purposes. Um, I Westbrook, Westbrook. The only thing that worries me about Westbrook is his his efficiency, his field goal and, and free throw percentage. I, I mean, thinking, as long as those. And, I was thinking, Shannon, maybe the efficiencies go up a little. Takes a few fewer shots. Doesn't have to always be the guy jacking things up with one second on the shot no, clock. I, he's going to be taking more uh, catch and shoot threes. So than he ever did with Oklahoma. So I don't know if the field goal percentage will go up, but the free throw percentage, you know, we'll see. It's been trending in the wrong direction. Is last year going to be the, the, the Nadar or are we going to see a bounce back? Hopefully a bounce back. If it's a bounce back, then he's still a top 15 player. Um, even playing alongside Harden, if his free throw percentage remains, you know, if it's like 70%, then no, then he's, then it's tough to rank him inside the top 25. Maybe the maybe the turnovers. I know you're anti turnover leagues, but I, maybe the turnovers go down a bit. Just assuming Harden's handling the ball more. That's possible. I mean, I, I do think that's possible. Um, but as far as like their dynamic playing together, I have no worries. I mean, they've already played together in the NBA, right? And they both they've both rounded out as NBA players 
since then. Um, and as we saw with Chris Paul and James Harden last year, they were or the last couple of years, they were able to put together both. Chris Paul was still able to put together really good lines when he was healthy yeah. and they take turns. You know, when when Harden would leave the floor, Chris Paul's stats were absurd. They were just as good as Chris Paul has ever been. Right. Um, so I expect the same out of Russ Westbrook. Like he's yeah, he's he's not going to be 25, 10 and 10, but he's still going to have a great line. There goes yeah, Shannon. I mean, there goes Shannon with his Chris Paul love again. <laughs> uh, I think no, I, uh, for Westbrook, yeah, I mean, the difference between eight category and nine category leagues does matter. Um, last year, for example, he was ranked 15th in eight category. But when you bump that to nine category, it was 32nd. So he loses basically like, I don't even know. You can't really call that half his value. That doesn't really make sense. But you can basically knock him down like 10 spots roughly in a nine-cat yeah, league yeah. historically. Um, can we have league. some... Points league is his game. Points oh, yeah, league points is his league for sure. Um, we had some news out of San Antonio. Yeah, I'm not sure this would be news if it wasn't uh, such a slow time. But DeJounte Murray practicing with the starters for the Spurs, as expected. Guys, you know, he missed all of last year with a torn ACL. Before that happened, he was on a ton of sleeper lists. What is what do you two see as the ceiling for Murray in San Antonio? Well, I think uh, I could see him playing like twenty six to twenty eight minutes a game. I'm not sure he'll get the full thirty. I got a load. I'm not really sure. I don't. I don't even know if load management. I think just Pop likes to mix in guys as much as possible. And Murray, you got to get Patty Mills the big minutes. You laugh. But I know. He loves them, though. I know. <laughs> these old-time coaches who have got had, had guys on their team for so long, they guarantee them. in The writing right. is in blood on an ancient script. Patty Mills, Mills, 15 Mills and, minutes. M- Mills and uh, Ballinelli, like, I think they live in in uh, Pop's house, right? Like, they take turns who makes the coffee each morning. Right. <laughs> Over cereal, they're like, oh, you're playing 25 tonight. Get ready. <laughs> I, I'm actually not worried about Mills or Forbes or Bellinelli. Um, my question, because my my question is more along the lines of how how can Murray, Derek White, DeRozan, they also have they brought in Demar Carroll. Mm-hmm. How could those? So you've got basically three guys who are essentially the same position in White, Carroll, and DeRozan. Um, Murray's Murray's purely a point guard. Um, but then you also Lonnie Walker, who was ridiculous in summer league. And I think will have a role in this team, uh, with this team. So my question is just how, how much will each of those take away from each other? Like DeRozan's locked in, he'll do what he does. Right, yeah. Right. But like everyone, Derek white played really well last year and a lot of people are still really high on him. But well, so, I, well white's going to be the starting shooting guard, isn't he? He, yes, he will be the starting shooting guard. But my my question is, what happens with if Carroll's getting a lot of run, if Walker earns his way into the rotation? Um, I, I personally think that ceiling, I think Walker has a higher ceiling than Derek White. Most people will say I'm insane, and that's fine. Um, but I, I just don't buy it that all of them are going to have substantial roles. Someone's got to be left out. Um, I believe in Walker's talent, so I think he's going to work his way in there. You mean Murray? No, I'm talking about Lonnie Walker. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about Lonnie Walker. Like you um, talking? You, you think like 20 year old Lonnie Walker? I, I think he's going to work his way into okay. a solid rotation role sure. on that team. 
Don't they? Don't you? Kind but, of so just, that that just consider that that yeah. makes me muted on everyone else. Essentially, that makes me muted yeah, okay. on Murray. Fair enough. That makes me mur- muted on White because White can slide over to point guard. So it just depends. I mean, a lot of people have been high on Murray since he came to the league. A lot of people have been high. A lot of people are high on White after last year. I'm not as high on those two as as a lot of other experts. Um, I don't think they're. I, I think they haven't. Sh- in my opinion, Murray hasn't shown enough. I know he's really young, but he's coming off injury. I'll draft him happily this year, but not where he's currently going. I'll probably want a discount on him. Yeah, Murray. I, I assume Spurs management is looking at Carroll's age and Rudy Gay's age and just assume those guys are a lock to miss at least 20 games. And that's where you get, you know, more time for Walker, more time for White, maybe Trey Lyles, frankly. Those guys right. are old. <laughs> I, w- I will say that, so... M- Murray's generally been going, what, like the eighth round, seventh, eighth round, I feel like. Uh, And, you know, one thing I have in an article on the site is, you know, two years ago, DeJounte Murray took over for Tony Parker, like the starting point guard spot. Um, The final 34 games of the season two years ago, Murray ranked 74th in per game production, and that was only in 26 minutes per game. So as long as Murray gets about 26 minutes per game, you would think that he could rank top 80, but that was also, um, that was like, is that pre DeRozan? I don't know. Must've been, I, you know, but the point, the point is assuming he has some improvement and he can still get 26 minutes a game, which I think most sites are just, that was pre DeRozan. We, we are going to, you know, we're going to rank him at least 26 minutes. Um, we have he's eighty six on our cheat sheet. That's about sure. right. There are yeah. guys. Yeah. We've I, got him at point I mean, guard. Point guard thirty one, just behind Lonzo Ball and just in front of Malcolm Brogdon in our point guard standard rankings. Of those three, who do you like most, Ball, Murray, or Brogdon? I think Ball is the most upside. If I was shooting for pure upside, I would draft Lonzo Ball. Um, I think I would feel the safest going with Brogdon. I'm I'm gonna go with Brogdon. Um, yeah. he's, he's going to be, I think he's going to, he's going to have more responsibility in Indiana than he did in Milwaukee. He's, yes. I mean, he's going to be for sure. the lead point guard for, for the Pacers and he's going to be the lead ball handler, the lead ball handler until Oladipo comes back, which we're looking at what December or January right now, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I would pick Brogdon out of those guys. I think there are guys depending on where you're drafting, I'd likely I'd likely go point guard earlier than that, um, or if if sure. SGA your SGA point. yeah yeah if Gilgis Alexander is available there, he he goes over any of those three. Sure, I mean without I mean without a doubt, he's my well, pick over any of those three. But Brogdon out of those three. Well, talk about upside. I mean, someone's got to shoot other than Chris Paul and OKC, especially with Stephen Adams on the block. Do we want to cut? Do we want to cut to that news, uh, Jim? Let's do it. Let's do it. Stephen Adams officially uh, on the trade block, according to Sam Presti, but according to Sam Amico, the asking price is too high. I've seen that at a few spots. Uh, gotta assume if he gets dealt, guys, his value declines, right? And is it worth stashing a Nerlens Noel on the thought that he might be the starter pretty darn soon? I would think that if Steven Adams gets traded, he would still play at least like 26, which I guess if he played 26 minutes a game, his value would decrease significantly. I would still feel fine drafting him 
I think about where his ADP is. I feel like at least for first half value, you might get like a really nice, you know, because if we're assuming that his rebounds have been deflated by like Paul George and Russell Westbrook being there, that Adams could average like 13 and 13 this season. Yeah. And you I, might reached, be doing like, I, I reached from a few leagues on that very assumption. And now right. I'm like, oh, darn it. <laughs> uh, no trade, no trade, no trade. He's kind of a poor man's Andre Drummond. Um, he he gets steals and blocks, but you, you don't get like I think he's the second best big man in, in as far as steals go, um, yeah. behind Drummond. Um, and, and obviously not as many rebounds as Drummond. But I think any team that trades for him um, would most likely slot him in as starting center and give him significant run. So I can't imagine like it. I'm not discounting him because he's on the block. I, I think he's going to if he gets traded, he'll land in a position that won't uh, negatively impact his fantasy uh, role moving forward. The difference and what that what the change for me with this news is the fact that, you know, two days ago, Nerlens Noel w- was not on my radar. I was I sure. saw how much playing time he saw he saw last year. Um, and I was just like, no, there's no way. Like, even as a deep flyer in a deep league, I was like, the only way he gets minutes, enough minutes to have a fantasy impact is if Adams gets hurt or traded. Well, we know Adams. Sorry, go ahead, Shannon. Sorry. We know Adams is on the block now. So now, I mean, Nerlens is going to be one of my favorite targets deep in, uh, deep in drafts now. Yeah. How old do you think Steven Adams is? He's 27. I think he's 20. C25 26 pretty good guys i you know i it feels like he's been around forever I, maybe the beard just makes me uh, that's think exactly he's older. what it is <laughs> <laughs> but, i will you know, I, i'm saying i'm saying he's young enough where he could stick around for a rebuild i don't you know i i, I mean how many right. draft picks does okc have at some point it's sort of like the celtics where you have too many that you don't know you know you don't you don't they're not as valuable as they seem I mean, my next question is, who do you see trading for Steven Adams? A desperate Laker team, but they don't have any assets left. Yeah, I've I've thought about this. I mean, the it's important to consider like Steven Adams contract. It's twenty five million this year, twenty seven million next year. And to me, that's more of like a expiring contract trade because paying twenty five million for Steven Adams, like he's a really good center. Like he he sets insane screens. Um good rebound like one of the best offensive rebounders in the league you know but it that's a that's a hard contract to move it's basically just a team that yeah I mean, you know the celtics uh they you know just teams that kind of feel like they're have they have a guy at center that just he just you know like 24 minutes a game out of a center uh, um i don't know um maybe miami if they're not high on bam i i can't imagine they wouldn't be high on Bam, but that, I mean, Miami, Miami, for instance, could try to get crazy and try to get Adams and Chris Paul. They've been rumored with for Chris Paul for a while now. So I, I but I don't know. There's not many fits um, for there's not the many that fits. needs a yeah. starting center. No, I mean, the Clippers, and frankly, kind of an old school center, too. Clippers are a good one. Clippers are actually a really good one. Yeah. Um, I like that. Um yeah, it's tough, but we can move on. Wait, the Clippers um, don't have picks to move, though. Yeah, they don't have any picks. They could. They all. They're all in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, but they could move. Or OKC. Okay, I mean, Sorry, move Zubac. Here's, here's yeah. one. Harold. Here's one for you. 
Atlanta. I actually I thought about that. Oh, yeah. that yeah, that I might like be my that. favorite. That might be my Ooh, favorite. I do like that. Accelerate that caps a little cap frankly. space too. I think. Oh, they probably, tons of it. Orbit. Yeah, I think they do have the cap space. Yeah, that well, that one actually high. is like personnel. That's probably the best fit. Do you do you take Collins down a notch if Adams goes to Atlanta? No, not at all. Not Just really, Alex no. Len is still Alex Len. And uh, he'll probably, I assume he well, he would probably go back. He'd probably go with the Thunder. I assume. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Okay. Um, right, so one, one last Denver, bit of news. We didn't. Yeah, go. Yes, one last bit of news. In Denver, Michael Porter Jr. has been practicing with the starters for the Athletics. Nick Cosmider. I don't Cosmider. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry, Nick. I know you're a dedicated listener. This team uh, is deep. In my opinion, the deepest team in the NBA. Agreed. After Jokic and Murray, who are you targeting on the Nuggets? Do you have confidence in anybody? Do you? Have, I mean, some people like Millsap. Some people are completely off Millsap, me included. Um, do you think Gary Harris is like a, a you know, a late round guy, sleeper status, essentially. Um, Monte Morris, I mean, is he in consideration at this point? I like Morris as a cheap bench fodder because he's really the only true point guard on the Nuggets team. You know, Murray is like really a combo guard. Frankly, Harris is really a combo guard. I think they're still going to, I think they're going to need Morris's minutes, but obviously, you know, we're talking late round flyer. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I'm not, I just don't think there's a ton of room for Morris's like workload to increase barring injury. And that could happen. Like if, if, uh, Jamal Murray gets injured, then Monte Morris is like 30 minutes a game and it's perfect. Harris has um, had in, Harris has had injury issues. I mean, yeah, Harris has had injury his, issues. But if there's someone that I'm picking on the Nuggets, other than Jokic and Murray, it's going to be Harris because you can get him at pick like 120 in some leagues. Like literally, yeah. like the last pick in the draft. Sometimes you can get Gary Harris, and he's a guy who, who has been like a top 60 player before when he's played. You know, when he's been healthy. So I wouldn't bank on them being healthy. But I mean, if he's the last pick. How many how many guys with top 60, 70 upside are you getting with pick 120? Of course. Yeah. Very few. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still like I like I like where Millsap's going. He's going like in the 100 to 110 range in most drafts. He was the 116th player um, last year uh, based on his his average stats. I, I think that's good range for him. I understand that he that he's getting up there in age. But in my opinion, he's still he's still locked for. 12 points, seven rebounds, you know, two combined steals and blocks. If he's playing 27 minutes per game, um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to pass up on Millsap. Uh, Gary Harris, you know, a couple of years ago, Gary Harris was like a, a fantasy darling, um, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and he could very easily, he dealt with a lot of injuries last year, could very easily b- bounce back to be a top 60 70 player this season so i love i love targeting gary harris late in drafts i i think that's that's warranted i'm not high on monte morris don't think there's any reason to draft him in almost any format just because murray murray's gonna take another step murray you've been saying that for 10 years you've been saying that since murray was in high school yeah i've been saying it since he was so i've been saying it since he was 12 or whatever okay i accept uh he's gonna take another step he did he he's this, the skills are there. You sh- you know, you saw him light up the Celtics for like 50 I points. I know. Last That's always the picture right? they use of him with uh, the pointing thing he does. As that Celtics game. 
But the Porters have never been there like they should. Well, they're never going to be. He plays with the best passing big man that I've seen in the last 20 years. So it's never going to be there. But that's fine because if he averages 25 and 5 with two three-pointers and a steal, it doesn't matter that he's not getting seven or eight assists. But Porter Jr. is the interesting one. I was talking to Nick Whalen about it yesterday a little bit. Um, you know, there's that there's there's video of, of him practicing with the the first first unit. Um, it looked impressive. Every practice video is going to look impressive. Um, but Porter Jr. has the athleticism um, to play three in the NBA. He has the athleticism to play a small forward. You know, everyone will look at his height, see that he's six ten, and think, oh, he's he's power forward. And he, I think he played power forward specifically in college. Uh, the little that he played in college, right? Um, but well, that's the opening. Is, that is the opening in that depth chart is small. But if forward. you look at him, I mean, he looks more like his build and everything, and some of his skills are more T Mac, Kevin Durant style skills yeah. than a power than Carl Malone or Paul Millsap. Right. But you, you know so, who's also tall and can play small forward? Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant can play both forward spots. Well, this all just goes back to how Alex started this segment, which is they're the deepest team in the NBA. They are. And Porter, Porter, everyone, every I'm Porter's officially as of yesterday, my favorite dart at the end of drafts. Sure. Like I will, I'm going to pick him with my last pick in the, if he's there in the NFB, uh, BKC draft that I do in a couple weeks, if he's there, my last pick, I'm going to, I'm going to select him. You know, if it doesn't work out, if he's not seeing the minutes, I'll dump him for someone else. That's fine. Um, but people forget that his pedigree is, is through the roof. He's, you know, he was the top recruit coming out of high school or one of the top two. He was supposed to be that in college before he suffered his injury. He would have been a top five pick if he never got injured. Like he is totally legit and and has ridiculous upside. No, in like 80% of leagues, he'll get drafted in the last round. He will get cut in December and someone will pick him up in late, late January, February, and he'll produce well the last two weeks of the season. That's my prediction. Well, and then you, hopefully move on to a nice career. If you if you make a mistake in cutting Michael Porter Jr., there's good news because there's daily fantasy basketball. Uh, yeah. The NBA regular season is almost here. I think it starts on the 22nd. Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, FanDuel is offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy basketball, no matter what you're looking for. FanDuel has something for everyone. Tons of different contests and formats to choose from, starting at just 25 cents. Just pick a contest, choose your Ew. team, and enjoy watching your con- your results Excuse me, in real time. Uh, Shannon, have you been playing any FanDuel lately? I know we have. I have yeah. a lineup in for Saturday's preseason action. Um, one note about FanDuel, they are no longer eliminating the final score or the lowest score in your NBA lineups. I they like that. that. Last year. I like um, it. It was worth a shot. I actually grew to to really love it um, and preferred no. it. Um, I like to wallow in the fine. misery of bad decisions. Still no late swaps, <laughs> but uh, you're you're uh, you don't have that freebie roster spot anymore. Um, but yeah, play against friends brag, for bragging rights. Play against the public for millions in cash prizes. Uh, take advantage of our special offer to new FanDuel users. Sign up at FanDuel.com/rw, and you'll get a free six month subscription to RotoWire. Uh, once you make your first deposit and enter a paid contest on FanDuel, 
Um, you'll get access to everything on RotoWire if you sign up now and enter a hockey or football contest. Um, you can get access to our NBA draft kit, uh, our draft software. I just set up our my stake league auction in the draft software yesterday and saw that Ken has a absolutely horrible team. Um, <laughs> you'll get uh, access um, to our didn't premium I win articles. Our didn't I win our bet? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, right. uh, DFS lineup optimizer, everything on the site. Even if you want to play DFS NHL, which we'll talk about later, hey, you. you get access to everything. So go to fanduel.com slash RW now. That's fanduel.com slash RW. New fanduel registrants only. Restrictions do apply. See fanduel.com slash RW for details. <laughs> so back to season long fantasy. Uh, we're going to talk about some sleepers, which we've done a little bit, but we're this is formally we're doing it now. Uh, I'm going to kick things off with uh, Shannon's favorite point guard, Ish Smith, from <laughs> Washington. Hey-o. Uh, <laughs> the Wizards are so bad, so, uh, and so I, bad. <laughs> the Richard. fact the fact that I even have to mention that Isaiah Thomas being out for like a month <laughs> matters a lot. Right. <laughs> Underscore matter. The utter right. lack of depth. Yeah. We were talking about so, Steven Adams' beard making him look old. Ish Smith's chin beard makes him look like 87 year old. Like he should be on a porch in a rocking chair whittling. He's not even that old. No. He's 31. a veteran. But uh, I, guess, I guess my point here is he should, he feels pretty locked into 30 minutes a game. He's going to knees bleed. They're going to grind him right into the ground. That, so my, he, he, in 2015-16, he played 29 minutes a game and ranked 103rd. But I think it's important to put into some context that that team that he played on most of the year was the deep process 76ers, like the bad 76ers. So this was, you know, I considered like 103 his absolute ceiling. Wait, wait, um, are you saying these wizards are better than the worst Sixers? I'm it not, really I depends. I think, I don't know I think if that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, if you go to like that 2015-16 76ers team and look through like the total minutes played, it's like Hollis Thompson. There was no Bradley and Beal. Ish Smith. There was no Bradley Beal on that team. So I'll give that's you that. true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Ken, you have another wizard on this team. I do. Rui Hachimura. To a wizard on our Gonzaga. Shot 59% as last year at Gonzaga. Posted 20 points, 7 boards, and 2.4 stocks a game. And again, it's the same argument as Smith. They're just going to play him forever. This roster is terrible. And they need to know... They, they, they need... Uh, Hachimura's got nothing but upside. And they, they're going to use this time to develop him. I just think he's going to play like crazy. He'll probably have a... You know, that field goal percentage is going to take a hit. As all rookies in there, you know, do in the NBA, but Hachimura, tons of upside. Wizards have nothing to lose by playing him and Ish Smith into the ground. I'm I'm gonna endorse the Hachimura uh, sleeper pick. I'm also I love him. I love his game. I think he's gonna be really good. But for deeper leagues, I'm talking about extremely deep. You know, 50 team leagues. <laughs> um, the one one guy in the if you look at the Wizards front court. So you have Hachimura, Bertans, who I hate. I think he's garbage. Um, <laughs> Thomas weird. Bryant, who was impressive last year. A lot of people are really high on him entering this season. 
I don't buy it. I don't think he I, I, I buy it as in, yes, draft him in, with the top 100 pick. He, he has the opportunity to be very productive, but I don't I'm not a, I'm not sold on the talent of Thomas Bryant. You're not drafting him 45th. I'm not drafting him 45th. Like, I, I think the opportunity will be there for him. But because of the because this front court has the potential to be so bad, I actually like Mo Wagner. I, I as a, a again very deep leagues, Mo Wagner is. I I just think he has the talent to fit in today's NBA, um, and he's a dart that I'm t- I, I'm looking at. I again do not draft him in twelve team leagues. This isn't a Michigan team, bias. This yeah. is not a Michigan 14, bias. 14 team leagues, if it's deep enough rosters, possibly. But you're talking about, I mean, leagues that have, you know, G League or stuff like that. I, I like Mo Wagner just because the lack of depth and everything that we see with this Wizards front court. Um, but if you're Bertans or if you're a huge Bertans or Thomas Bryant owner, then ignore everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't a huge Bertans fan? Oh, the joy he brings to the court is just magic uh i have so in the uh for another point guard that i have as a sleeper but jeff teague um yeah i feel like this happens every year with fantasy some guy gets hurt he comes back he's not 100 percent when he comes back he plays like garbage everyone that drafted him hates him now so they won't draft him again but really he's a good player um jeff teague two years ago when he was healthy his first year in minnesota he ranked 50th and that was with Jimmy Butler on the roster. So yes. I've been waiting for the post Butler Jeff Teague uh, <laughs> yeah. for almost a calendar year now. And I'm still waiting. I'm ready. It's going to happen. He's going to be healthy and play every day. I can't wait. Jeff Teague averaged a career high 8.2 assists last year. Sure. You know, the yeah. only reason why he's discounted is because he because he played 42 games last season. Right. Like he is he is legit solid number two point guard for your fantasy team and a good steal there are guy. only two playmakers steal guy. Yeah. Two, two years off he's had th- four seasons of a steal and a half or more per game right he's just he's just really underrated it's the team context is really important like wiggins doesn't make you know he doesn't pass the ball he doesn't make plays i mean this team basically is just going to probably run through jeff teague and carl anthony towns and then everyone else is kind of like the supplementary guys yeah as much as wiggins can ever be a supplementary guy you know shooting it every time he touches it they should give him his his salary in cash that he has to count during games just to distract (laughs) him like here's your bucket of cash now sit at the end of the bench and don't play just count yeah tyus jones is gone from minnesota um yeah they have napier who is that's like a super deep league Napier to me is like a best ball guy. Like you could handcuff Jeff Teague with Shabazz sure. Napier because injury wise, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, yeah so Ty, Tyus Jones is gone. Um, you also have Derek Rose is gone as well. So like th- there were, there are multiple reasons why Teague played less minutes and disappointed to some extent. Again, twelve and eight, still really damn good. Um, but you know he had injuries. Yeah, Derrick Rose there, who who bounced back, had a great season. 50-point um, game. Yeah, had a really good season for the Timberwolves. Uh, I, w- I love T- Teague this year. He's, I think he's a top 70 player, a lock for a top 70 player. Um, and I agree with Alex. I agree as well. Got him on the keeper team that you just bashed, Shannon. Bashed. That's the only good player. 
Uh, you only get player based what's on what's our bet. What's our bet? Come on. Do uh, we go t shirt? We'll do t shirt. Yeah. T shirt right. bet. Very good. Uh, he owes us lunch. Still owes us lunch, Alex. Don't forget that. He owes us lunch. Okay. Uh, Ken, you got two guys in California. Uh, yeah. And I kind of stole one from you, actually, after a draft where you took him. And I was like, oh, right. I dove into his stats and I was like, man, Alex is totally on. Dwayne Dedman, Sacramento now, moved from Atlanta. 11 and 8 in 25 minutes last year. I think he could see a minute uptake. He hit 1.3. Three pointers a game last year. That was the big eye opener. I had him a couple of years ago, and he had 0.0 threes a game, uh, and plus 2.2 stocks. They just signed him to a three-year, 41 million dollar deal. So I think they're committed. Gentlemen, your thoughts on Deadman? I I think they brought him in to be a floor spacing five, so that Marvin Bagley can just you know like to all the interior work. I mean, I think it was a strategic thing by Sacramento. I don't think they were like, well, all the other, all the other centers are gone on the market. So we'll, I guess we'll take Deadman. I think they really like him. I think it's also Harry Giles insurance. Um, because it's kind of, it's still unclear. Like if Harry Giles can play 20 minutes a game or not. Uh, and it's still unclear if Marvin Bagley is going to play center or can play center. So I, I think for, yeah, I mean, Dwayne, I would expect him to play 25 minutes a game. I would expect him to put up very similar stats. And I think people are, I think people are sleeping on him because they assume Giles and Bagley are just like locks to see a bunch of time at center. And I don't, I don't think it's the case at all. Uh, I disagree. I think that is the case. I, I, I agree that Deadman is Giles insurance. Uh, I also do think that Bagley will play uh, a lot of minutes at center. Um, this team's really deep. Um, Bar- I think Barnes is going to play a lot of minutes at the four with Bagley at the five. If Giles sure. isn't healthy, you have Ariza Bog- Bogdanovich um, that can play that will be playing the three if Barnes is at four. Um, I mean, it's this team isn't as accomplished as Denver, but the depth of this team right. is pretty ridiculous. I mean, they can they go a firm like 10, 11 deep where you look at that 10 or 11. And you're like, wow, these are all solid players, right? Like. Their second unit can beat the Charlotte Hornets. Um, it's just like Denver's second unit can beat the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> I agree. With it, actually, yeah. I think. Yeah, sure. So it, it'll be interesting to see. But I am, I'm like, I think Bagley's just going to blow up this year. Um, Giles, there's question marks. How how much of a load he can handle? Um, Deadman will be solid. Um, I just, I am not reaching on him. I think he's a good pick where he's going, um, but I'm not going to reach too high, too far on him. Edmund's gone 98. Okay, then I'm not going to pick him in any drafts. <laughs> really? Whoa. Yeah. I'll take yeah, it. that's okay. I'll I I think that's a little steep. I mean, I would. It's it's close. I mean, I I think it's. I don't. I don't even remember where he finished last year. I should check. Um. Yeah. It looks like it looks like the range. The average range for him is like 94 to 106 is where he's going. So. Yeah. Last. Like, I was going to say last year he finished 62nd. Yeah. No, I, if he gets some minutes, he'll be fine and he will be worth it. But I'm looking at, so one of the guys uh, I wanted to talk about next uh, is Dwight Powell, who is in that same range. Um, His, his ADP is 100 or in that range, depending on the site you're on. Uh, I would rather go Dwight Powell over Dwayne Dedman all day long. Yahoo actually has Powell 20 uh, spots later, 118, 119. Yeah, that's, that's thing. He goes anywhere. The the range I'm seeing is like 88 to 120. So pretty big range there. Um, 
but I I love him in that spot. If you're picking in the 90th to 105 range and and it's Deadman or Powell, I would go Powell. Yeah, the blocks, I just trust Deadman more with the blocks and the steals. I mean, Powell has never, last year was his first, uh, no, no, I take that back a little, I'm sorry. But, but I, I don't know, I, uh, he had stocks of 1.2 last year in Dallas. I don't, 1.2 the year before that. I think it depends on, I mean, do you, are you expecting Powell to play like 28 minutes? I am. Absolutely. Okay. Then, then that makes I mean, sense to me. He played 22 he was, last year. He only hit one, three game versus Deadman's 1.3, yes, but he started the final 22 games of the season and he averaged 14.7 points, 7.6 rebounds and 1.7 stocks. Um, that was in 31 minutes per game. I think, I personally think Porzingis is going to play the four and, and Dwight Powell will get a lot of minutes at the five. Um, I think he's going to play 28 to 32 minutes. And with that, I, I would give him, I, and I think there's upside for more because if he carves out a role, if he's, if he's a great fit next to Porzingis and Doncic, then maybe he carves out 32, 33 minutes per game. Um, but they've got to make room for Maximilian Gleba. I see. I, I don't. I don't know that the, that they do. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> they, they paid him. Though. Just wanted to say it, it, the, the fact that they paid him suggests that they, they want to give him time. I don't know. I think. I think this one could end up being close. Okay. I'm not sure exactly. I think do if you want to do in a, my head, I would probably take that. Shannon, we want to do a Powell uh, Deadman wager. We can do that. We'll settle off air what that's going to be. Beer? I'm fine. How about a beer? Fine. Beer works. That, Vegas that's something beer. I would do. Vegas beer. Vegas beer. Yep. I'm going to throw out a handful of names. These are Powell is one of them. These are all just guys who my definition of sleeper is I would draft them significantly higher than where they're currently going. Sure. So. Bam, Adebayo, 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 um, Miami, he's going, he's, he, he's, his range, his draft range is pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, I've seen him go like 40 to 60. <laughs> That's just off the top of my head. Yeah. That, and expert drafts, he goes, he goes much higher in expert drafts sure. than he does in, in standard leagues. His range is like 52 to 99 is what a lot <sighs> of people are seeing. 54 his on eight, Yahoo. His, uh, yeah, 54 on Yahoo, his ADP across um, multiple popular sites uh, is 74. Okay. I'm picking him 30 picks higher right. than that. You right. know, like I am picking him in that 40 to 50 range. Uh, Derek Favors, love his fit in New Orleans. think yep. he's going to play, you know, possibly maybe not career high in minutes, but he's going to see five, six, seven more minutes per game than he did last year, and he was at 12 and seven and a half last year. Miles Bridges, big sophomore jump. SGA, big sophomore jump. Those two, those are two of my favorite targets. Someone, has to, Bro- someone has to shoot in Charlotte, yeah. right? Uh, Jalen Brown, everyone's targeting a bounce back from Hayward or Tatum to take a leap. Uh, I, you know, Marcus Smart to see an improvement. I think all of those things will happen, but Jalen Brown, I feel like still somewhat forgotten. I, I think... He has the potential. We've seen it in some playoff games where he, he's the one who steps up. Um, he has potential to be the number two guy on that team behind Kemba. Mm-hmm. I would say number three. I don't disagree yeah. with that. I get it. I get what you're saying. I'm saying he has Over potential. Tatum? No. I, I, I think Tatum will be number two. I think Brown has the t- potential <laughs> okay. to be number two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. 
All right, Tatum, John. Tatum is one of the most overrated prospects that has ever entered this room. Oh, here we go. He's very good, but come on, guys. Come on. Well, yeah, like, is he, be- is he better he, than Prime uh, Jabari Parker? Obviously, when compared to all those great yes, prospects sir. on the Pistons, Tatum just doesn't size up. If, if Tatum was on the Pistons, he wouldn't have nearly as much hype. There's a there's a legit L.A. Boston prospect hype thing going on with Jason Tatum. I'll give you like, this. I'll give you this. He took, arguably took a step back freshman to sophomore year. Wait, uh, I thought he was, had Mamba mentality. That's a good. I know thing. that that was part of his sickness. He had mom <laughs> illness. That's not a mentality. That's a problem. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the right, DSM. let's look at it. Let's look at it this way. This guy, he averaged 15.7 points per game last year. I get it. He was playing with Kyrie, a bunch of other guys. You know, 13.9 points his rookie year. Go look at, like, what Donovan Mitchell has averaged his first two seasons. Like, if I get it. Tatum has the talent. He could make a significant jump, but we haven't seen it yet. So the fact that like he and the draft, like the draft rankings between him and like Donovan Mitchell, I don't think it's that that this far is, apart. Tatum's this, Tatum's ADP is thirty three right now. Mitchell is twenty nine. Give me a damn break. Tatum is good. He has upside, but people think he's going to just be a twenty three or twenty four point per game scorer this season. He hasn't shown that he can do that yet. Well, Walker's going to leave the team. You're right. Do you have a bet with Waylon on over under Ooh. 19.9 points on? Oh, uh, no. I mean, originally, the original projection we had for Tatum was insane. Okay. It was like 22 points. Per oh, game. that's where that came from. And okay. I, I said, I said, no way, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we better move scored, on. I don't think he scored on. 20. I bet Do you go look, at the, game log, Is that go look at the game logs. I bet you Tatum's never scored 20 points in three consecutive games in his career. Ooh. So then projecting him to be a 22 point per game scorer, give me a damn break. There's no way. Uh, He's got to show. Don't think it. he did it last year. He's got to show it this year, and he ha- he has he has great talent. I just think expecting him to be like a all NBA type, we haven't seen it yet. No, he's not all NBA type. You're right. All right. All right we got to move on, though. I want to I want to counter, but we really ought to move on. OK, is it time so, to get to our FanDuel? Uh, yes, it is. DFS section of the pod. Yes, it is. We have DFS on Saturday on FanDuel preseason basketball. Um, I have a lineup in. I don't know about you, Ken, but I, you've been looking at the slate. Do you have a few names that you would like to you know, shout out. I just want to point out who's not plays. playing. So we're who's not, not going to see. Fair we're enough. not going to see enough. Kuzma. We're not going to see Willie Cauley Stein. We're not going to see Kevin Looney. I want to. I, I. You know, I'm all in on seeing how the heck Dejounte Murray does, but uh, I defer to Shannon when it comes to all preseason DFS insights. Murray's a guy I'm targeting. Um, I like. I like a lot of the young guys. Lonnie Walker's another one. Um, Jonathan Isaac. He's going to have to hold off Aminu. Um, in Orlando, which I think he'll do just fine. Um, Fultz, if Fultz plays, yeah. I, it, it's to be determined if he's going to play. That's another guy who, with like Michael Porter Jr., like Fultz is another dude who it's like a late round dart. I'm I'm taking on if him. There's ever a guy that they should be giving preseason minutes to. It's yes. Markel Fultz. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I just I can't give up. I can't quit him. I cannot quit him. I won't do it yet. 
So late round, I would I'll take him. I think he he has the opportunity to earn the starting point point guard spot in Orlando. Will he have it on opening night? I don't think so, but I think he will be the starter at some point this year. Um, so yeah, those guys, Spellman with Golden State. <laughs> You know, Cully Stein's out. Looney might miss time. I got to get the latest update on Looney. I know he's dealing with a minor injury. Uh, Mo Bamba. So I like I like actually going with those guys and then just stacking them with a few studs. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Curry. I know they're all going to play limited minutes, but even in 20 to 23 minutes, those three can put together 30, 40 fantasy points. Right. Um, yeah, a few guys that I'm targeting. Um, I think it, I don't know if, are there cash DFS preseason contests or is it all GPP? I don't know. I'm in a GPP, whatever it is. Um, but I, DeJounte Murray is a good call. I think, um, you know, you get the steals and blocks are worth three apiece. So he's got upside there. Um, plus he didn't play last year. So I think they'll pop. will try to give him some run. Um, Alex Caruso. I know he's a meme at this point, but uh, he'll, I assume he'll play 25 minutes in the preseason game. The crowd wants him to be out there. Um, he is fake jacked. He's. <laughs> I saw that photo. No, it's fake. Uh, that was photoshopped. Fake. Yeah, but they, but he is fake jacked. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I uh, I also like Alec Burks. I think if you're talking like ownership percentages, I think uh, Alec Burks is a good pivot off of Markel Fultz because I think everyone's going to be on Fultz because he's 3,500. But you can get Alec Burks for 3,700 and. He is like one of the only backup guards on the entire. So looking at uh, Alec Burks bring up a good point. So looking at the Golden State Warriors, who are who? What are they going to do at small forward? Is it going to be what McKinney? Is that what's Uh, that's the for now? That's what we're assuming. Because could they possibly go small and run Burks, Russell and Curry all together at the same time? Do three guards? They might. I think they might do that in the like in Burks the midst six, of the I mean, game. Burks is six I don't six. Know if start that way, but yeah, Burks yeah. is six six. He can play small forward. I, I think he, I, I guess I might. I'm wondering if he can be a smaller version of Igudala. I'm all on the Alec Burks. Right. Is there an Alec Burks hype less train? Less defensive talent. You are version. the train. I am yeah. the Alec Burks hype train. Okay. Uh, but it, okay, I, I just considered it the other day, so I wanted to look at it. Um. So those those DFS contests on FanDuel are for tomorrow. You know, as a special, I do this during the NBA All-Star break as well. Um, there is DFS tonight. It's NHL DFS. Yeah. So we're going to hop on that train. And I'm going to go with, here's my surprise stack oh. for NHL. It's, it's the Ooh. New Jersey Devils. They were horrible last year. I like Corey Schneider at goalie. I like all their young talent. They've got uh, Jack Hughes is their big rookie. He's like the number one or number two prospect, depending on what, what list you're looking at uh, in hockey. He's a uh, front up their second line. So you can go with him and uh, Brat Gusev. I think I'm saying that right. Um, but I like, I actually like the devil's stack um, for DFS tonight. They, they're favored. They are favored. Yeah. yeah. I always go with favorite home goalie. Fair enough. It's number one rule. And one set in my lineup. 
And then uh, then you look at over-unders, figure out uh, which team is going to score the most goals. There's, it's, yeah, four six-and-a-half over-unders. There's only one five-and-a-half. Yeah, it's uh, I like I like the Devils. I think there are going to be a lot of those guys are on discount, too. So you can throw in, um, you know, Austin Matthews with them. Um, or if you're playing on some other DFS sites, you can go Austin Matthews and another big name. Um, yeah, go with the Devils. Devils. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Putty from Seinfeld. The Devil's episode was timeless. Old person, old person injection there. Sorry, my, my dad will appreciate that. We <laughs> speaking of old people, Ken, you have a rant. I do have a rant. It's the hypocrisy of the NCAA. California's recent pay-to-play act doesn't necessarily solve anything, but at least it shines a light on the NCAA's absurd monopoly. Gentlemen, the NCAA made $1.1 billion, billion last year. $1.1 billion. But the players can't see any of that? Admittedly, this is a little more of a grumble, not a rant, because frankly, I don't know how to solve this, and I'm a pretty big hypocrite with college sports. When, Nor- when my alma mater, Northwestern, does terrible, I'm like, ah, it's a travesty, free labor, this is atrocious. And then as soon as Northwestern wins anything, I'm like, go Caps, I love it. I start spending crazy money on Northwestern sports, which is probably not right, but whatever, I can't help it. Anyway, uh, uh, the Cal Bill itself lets players make money from endorsements, autographs, appearances, and other things, as you know, normal humans would, would get paid if anyone cared about us, normal humans. Uh, Draymond Green is all in saying, I'm tired. I'm quote, I'm tired of seeing these college athletes get ripped off. Now, as an old guy, I'm probably supposed to say, hey, keep working for free and get your education. But my daughter, Elena, who's at a D3 school in Pittsburgh, she was on the track team. She actually just quit the track team because it just required way too many hours and she needed to balance and focus on her course studies. This is D3 track and field. She can't juggle D3 track and field and her education. How much time do you think Kentucky basketball takes? Do they even pretend those kids are going to class at Kentucky? Anyway, I like the California bill because it will blow everything up. It's going to make recruiting crazy if some states pay and some other states you can't make money. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. I'm always dreaming the G League will become meaningful, but I don't see that happening either. I don't know. So that's my old man grumble of the week. Uh, I don't think we had, I mean, we, we didn't have any egregiously mispronounced names. Yes. Um, if, you, if you say the name with a question mark at the end, you're asking for a correction. Right. So a, that's, yeah. There's out of bio yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, that, I think that's going to wrap up. Just bam. I mean, yeah, that's that's a nice bam. thing. You can just say bam. It's like, it's like the writing about. rules. You know, you have to say the full name the first time, and then you can do nicknames right. or just last name after. Yeah. Right. So yes, this this is the first pa- podcast from from here on out. He is just bam. Bam. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the first of the year. It is presented by FanDuel. 